Welcome to Call Me Talk Podcast. Hello, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Welcome back to another episode of Call Me Talk Podcast, a bite-sized show. I'm your host, Alex. First-time guest, happy to have you here. And to my returning listeners, thanks for joining me. On this bite-sized show, I talk a bit about the Arsenal game and then pick out my top three Arsenal players who I think were great in the game and one player, the odd one, who just had a poor game or not good enough who just needs to be called out. Arsenal headed to Villa Park, a place with a 100% win record up till now, and it was a 1-0 loss for Arsenal. Yet, another loss treated with some poor VAR calls. Can't say disappointing is the only thing I'm thinking with regards to officiating, but I'm quickly going to step aside over over that because it wasn't the officiating or VAR that really decided our fate in this game. I watched this game after replay, so I looked closely to little moments and intricacies of how the game really played out. Villa had a quick start in the game, registering the lone goal in the game. It was a brilliant series of rapid play for Villa to drive into our box and score. Credit to them on that. The sequence of passes were very clean. I didn't think Arsenal's positioning tracking back were that good. We weren't switched on, and the close down on the speed wasn't really there. I also thought Ben White could have been close, closer to blocking the shot or making it a little bit more difficult, but that was just how that quick series of events turned into a goal, and we were 1-0 down. And then Arsenal tried to build up situations to get into Villa's box with a couple of drives, which were either overpowered passes or mistimed runs we had a few of those into the box. Arsenal would manage to get up the field, but somehow, just somehow, disconnect around the edge of the box. Yeah, that's fine. They regained possessions in final third situations, but no meaningful account when they were on the ball. It wasn't so much of Villa's defending. We had the situations and, and quality to penetrate into the box, get into some situations to freeze up the defending but for some reason the final output or the final finishes and those moments to create chances didn't really start building up so it felt like it was just a build-up phase only into the box and then reset and start again and it was just a few moments of that where Arsenal felt like they had that advantage to get in and get back into the game to score but that just didn't happen, and those quick breakouts and, and breakups were happening. Yes, Villa defended well, but we had an easier chance to get into the box and do something. And it was what an interesting interesting game as it went on, and just how Arsenal were able to manage Villa's pressure, and we were able to win the ball in favor, favorable positions on the pitch. Saka's missed kick from Nellis Cross would have been that first clear chance to see us equalize and it was a game of tight spaces where Odegaard's playing would really come to shine but that hadn't just translated yet on a dangerous level that we know he can't do you know it started coming gradually Arsenal still winning the ball back and they looked like a goal was really coming for them as I said where we had great chances and opportunities to get into the box create a little bit more tight, you know, situations for Villa and at least score. And that did happen. I mean, 
Odegaard had a very comfortable setup to score, but wasn't his best shot. It just, I, I don't know. It could, both sides felt, it, it felt like a good shot from Odegaard and a good goalkeeping. But if, if you're looking at this, I felt like Odegaard had all the chance to really set up and shoot perfectly. And I'm not sure if he was very aware with how he expected the goalkeeper to defend that because he could have been or, you know, some other situation that would have been favorable for a goal to get in there. But, hey, we can't really, I will really knock him on that. And really, in a different circumstance, Arsenal would have been square on the score sheet. For me, it was more positives with more shots and attempts, and they just kept counting. So it felt that encouragement was there that because they could build things on. We were not lacking those drives into the box. We were not lacking those combinations and build-up phases. And in the final minutes of the first half, Arsenal had the advantage in scoring, but in just those final connections, we just kept missing that, and it wasn't there. Looking for a chance to settle score and get back into the game second half, Saka was the focal point for our attack, and that's what we usually expect for the star boy. And we had a lucky bounce almost roll into the post, roll into the post from an Arsenal corner, and we should have been leveled, but that wasn't so much for us to just count on rather than affect our chance to score in our own way. Odegaard was not his sharpest again with his shooting, which created another open shot for him, but it was just poorly executed. Oh, these are those times that I'm speaking now and you hear all the podcasts talk about where these few chances tied games situations like this where it's not all going our way and the very few moments that are clear-cut chances that the executions have to be ruthless so we had two now and these were directly coming from Odegaard so the fact that we couldn't convert those really painful and frustrating to watch and Villa building up their own moments you know it's proceeded with a bad angle from Rice defending and they drove easily into our box, which could have been a you know, two nil chance, the scoring chance that they had. And uh, you know, thankfully we were able to close that out with good defending and, you know, um good job by David Rayer. But to think a rice was our only shield from our back line was kind of worrisome because he had a lot to do, rightfully so, able to handle that very well, but just one misstep and we were exposed. So thankfully, nothing came out of that, but it was a clear sign that that was one of the really big vulnerabilities we had, had Rice not been his sharpest. Thankfully, that wasn't the case, so we had so much to take advantage from our push to get the game forward and make sure that we can tighten things up in terms of our defending, which we did. We had a sign of opportunities from runs behind Villa's back line, acres of space to cause damage. And after that, I didn't see any boldness from Arsenal to attack. I mean, we had a few of those. Saka had that a lot. And those crosses came in, yeah, offsides and things like that. But we had those as well in the first half. Didn't see it, it, it that much opportunities or the crosses didn't really come in the perfect time so you know those lost moments were gone it felt like Arsenal as a team where they were waiting for someone to step up in terms of aggressiveness to test Vila's goalkeeper and 
that still hadn't showed up as much as we wanted to, much more. Arsenal's energy levels weren't encouraging, no impressive. And that's how we kept managing to just play this whole game out and we entered in, we entered into the crucial minutes to the game. It seemed frustration signs for Arsenal. Trossard and Eddie hadn't contributed much since coming in and that had been just a few minutes and then 88 minutes into the into the game, it felt like Arsenal had turned into a high gear and that urgency that we had looked for creeped up a little bit more notch. And then a goal came in, but that was ruled off. Again, welcome VAR. We see you here. But, you know, it was just that little moment and all the other chances that the, the, the Arsenal teams, you know, strive to create were in blips and few chances that weren't really encouraging and that was it I mean it, we it was nothing meaningful that happened all through to the dying minutes and that was it for the game it was a disappointing loss where we had loads of chances this game was for us to grab something meaningful but every other thing that should have happened to either, either give us a chance to win this game or draw just didn't Arsenal nullified Villa for majority of the game we had more than a couple of open chances and did not have difficulties in their box but our attacking quality just failed us in the game so that's just a complete conclusion of the game for my top three players in the game my first player was Kai Havertz he was a bright spark and the best player that created a lot of our fast breaks in Villa's final third a sharper Arsenal's attack from Jesus and Odegaard would have both scored in this game clearly he was brilliant and I would say the most aggressive attacking player for Arsenal today I mean in the game second player Rice while he was stretched in defending Zinchenko gave him some cover most times and he still was great Rice was influential and helped push us up against Villa's midfield he was one of the most consistent player the only thing that he wasn't was our third option in attack so that's that third and final player this is begrudgingly a player that I'm going to call but you know it's Odegaard because I was really vexed with his attacking output really for this game when he had those chances to score and seeing how he was passive in some defensive contributions I just didn't like that for him from him this game he was the player perfectly situated to get Arsenal back in with a goal. His link-up with tie spaces and the plays were so good and effective, so credit where is due in that situation. But I just had this mixed feeling for him in this game. A lot of good, but the bads were really bad because had he done some form of defending to affect a few of Villa's drive, we wouldn't have been in some precarious situation. So it tells a lot that our vulnerabilities when we're trying to track back starts with anything that is lack of Odegaard's contributions and then leaving Rice exposed to V1 situations like that. So it was clear something that I had to you know look and call out. So a little bit of mixed feelings for that. And my odd player today was Jesus. It wasn't lack of shots on goal, but how he was less effective on the physical duels and decisions when in the box. I didn't see Jesus as the front man step up when we were looking for one, 
it was really disappointing performance for me, especially when we had more than two clear opportunities to score and there wasn't some presence of Jesus in there. Execution was well below standards and with Jesus, it was a really poor outing. Well, folks, it was a loss. Nothing but just a difficult, disappointing way to watch and review this game. But all we got to do now is bounce back as, as, as we know we really need it. We turn the page and we get back into the fight. There's not so much relief in terms of rest and resetting to get us back into the rhythm of how we want it. So, you know, for the boys, you just have to push on and we know we're all there behind them. So with that, folks, I'll leave it for here now. Talk soon. Take care. And bye -bye.